Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Toon Jam. I am Matt. And I'm Jay Mac. And you have joined us towards the end of the spooky season. Ooh. Ooh, spooky. Toon spooky, yes. Uh, obviously, initially, this was to be our final uh, spooky episode, but we've extended it uh, for one more week. However, don't let that, uh, don't let that make you feel at ease because it's still going to be super spooky um that's right yeah so um if you've been tuning in for all the all the spooks this month uh, you'll know that we started with um a, a mickey mouse cartoon um it was what was it was it break what was it called um the mickey the... mouse brain switcheroo <laughs> Brain switcheroo, yeah, that was it. Yeah, it's what um, I'm remembering. Yeah. No, what what was it called? Um, oh man, uh, it was I had called, it. Uh, yeah, no, it's kind of It was something about brains, anyway. I mean, a '90s Mickey Mouse cartoon. Love <laughs> <laughs> that we both just forgot that. Like, I know, blanked. Yeah. I even I was I've just looked it up before we started as well, so that's annoyed me. But we did it. I mean, you've listened to it, hopefully. <laughs> but we are. We decided to do uh, the the other band Mickey Mouse cartoon, um, and that's what's important today, anyway. So we have got today uh, the Mad Doctor, which was made in nineteen thirty three. So quite the difference from the nineties to the thirties. We've got a good sixty year mm-hmm. difference there. But uh, banned for similar reasons, basically. Being too spooky. Ah. So, what is going on in the Mickey Mouse world? Let's let me tell you a little bit about the Mad Doctor. It is, of course, a Mickey Mouse cartoon released in 1933, and it is known as a first imp- appearance of the title character, the Mad Doctor, or as he's also known, Doctor XXX. Hmm. 
fun fact for you there. Uh, it was the 52nd Mickey Mouse short film. And the second of that year, uh, the short's horror genre overtones made it unusual for a Mickey Mouse cartoon, uh, especially at the time. Some theatres refused to show it, believing it to be too scary for kids. At one time, for this reason, it was banned entirely here in the United Kingdom, as well as in Nazi Germany. How strange. I know, interesting. Uh, on February 10th, 1933, the film Daily said uh, that it was one of the liveliest animated cartoons to come along and plenty comical. So, well received at the time by the film Daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, the short's title character had a cameo as well in, Roger Ra- in, a, in the Roger Rabbit short Tummy Trouble in which he was seen uh, on a picture on the wall in the doctor's office, the Mad Doctor was also the basis for and title of the second level in the video game Mickey Mania, the timeless adventures of Mickey Mouse, released on the SNES, uh, the Genesis, the Sega CD, and the PlayStation. Uh, but on the PlayStation, it was known as Mickey's Wild Adventure. Wow! I don't know if you ever played that game. No, I, I did, and it was absolutely belting. <laughs> Let me tell you. What a game that was. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Yeah, it was dead, dead good. I think, I'm pretty sure it was this one. I had two at the time, but this one was like, the first level was Steamboat Willie. Right. And then this was the second level, and then you did different things. It was just so good. Uh, if anyone remembers that, kudos. Uh, <laughs> uh, a depiction of the Mad Doctor level is used as the cover art of the game as well. So you may remember him from that. Uh, he also appears as a major character in Epic Mickey and its sequel. Mm. If you've ever played those, they're more recent. Yeah, um, I did play a little bit of Epic Mickey, I think. Yeah, so that was 2010. Uh, I, I thought they were also... Pre- well, I played the second one. Mm. Uh, couldn't get the first one which is annoying, but the second one was pretty good. Yeah, I I think they're quite well loved, aren't they, those games as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, reminds you of like, oh yeah, this is what a new Mickey Mouse game should be. It's, yeah. still, it's got that kind of feel of the, you know, Mickey Mania years. Yeah. Uh, but it's all sort of about all the, you know, forgotten characters of Disney. Yeah. Isn't it? That's yeah. kind of the whole, because it's the whole Oswald, the Lucky Rabbit stuff so he's like one of the main is he the main villain um i'm not sure i think he is i think he's he's a big character in it anyway yeah um and also the video game kingdom hearts 3 includes a mini game based on the short uh with the mad doctor appearing as the enemy oh that's quite cool so yeah there you go he's appeared in more games than he has anything else by the lots of it yeah it sounds like they had had more of a resurgence than the the villain from the last one that we did. Uh, yeah, but in, even he was. In, so I mean, it was Pete. So yeah. Um, but he was in games, wasn't he? Yeah, but he did, he had a different name in this as well, didn't he? It was like something weird. It was like Francis or something. <laughs> like uh, for some yeah. reason, I don't know what. Oh, oh, you mean the professor? Um, 
No, like didn't didn't Pete have like a different name for some reason in this? Was it like a Frankenstein thing? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I know the the the, the professor, the mad professor that yeah. died. Yeah. Um, he was called Doctor Frankenolly. Right. Is that what you're thinking of? No, no, no. That, yeah. I was thinking of the of Pete. Uh, just to go back to the title, Runaway Brain. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. It was in the palm of our hands. It's so there. It's so close. Brain switcheroo though. Grace with you is pretty, per, pretty spot on. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, fun stuff. The short was released on December 10, uh, 2nd, 2002 on Walt Disney Treasures Mickey Mouse in black and white. Uh, in addition, this cartoon is one of the few Disney shorts that lapsed into the public domain and can be found on many low-budget VHS tapes and DVDs, usually paired with Minnie's Yoo-Hoo and the Spirit of 43, and two other shorts by Disney. Mm. Um, but as such, you can find it, you know, easily over on YouTube. Yeah. Um, or anywhere else, really, on the internet. If you, if you want to, if you wanted to watch it after you've listened, or if you're like, oh, pause now and watch it, and, you know, do whatever you want. Don't watch it at all. I, I don't care. It's up to you, mate. We're not, okay. we're, we're not in control. We're, you can do yeah. what you want. But yeah, interesting. Uh, so basically, um, due to it being banned, um, Disney kind of swept it under the rug a little bit, tried to hide it away. They, they weren't particularly bothered about it. So they never renewed the trademark on it, never trademarked the, the Mad Doctor as a character. Um, and then the, the, the cartoon itself went into the public domain. Yeah, that's, that's um, really, that's pretty crazy, really. Like, yeah. But well, I think there's like well, like you say, Minnie's YooHoo as well. There's there's a few yeah. weird, um, like Disney things in public domain that you kind of don't think about. And isn't there like a whole thing that you know Mickey in general is going to like slip into that in the next few years or something? And and uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that on the de- on like what the deal is with it. To mm. be honest, but it's isn't it like a hundred years? It's like seventy years since the the creator dies, which is kind of a weird thing to have. Mm. <laughs> it's like once the original creator passes away, there's then usually like a seventy year stint where it stays in copyright, right. and then it goes into public domain. So uh, unless you know other things of there's like exceptions to that, but. Um, yeah, in general, that's kind of how it works. So it's yeah, it's pretty interesting that Mickey, it's something as big as Mickey Mouse could go into the public domain. Well, then... that's it because you know we're in a time now where well, Mickey's going to be probably one of the first, mm-hmm. but it's going to be all these characters that are you know massive franchises. Yeah, like there's got to be there's going to be something I think that will prevent it from going into the public domain. Yeah. If I'm yeah, I, I, I think so, because I can't I think see they'll that, find a way, because, it's, you know, it's not just Mickey Mouse. You've got, like, you know, uh, Superman, Batman. Yeah. You know, loads of superheroes now. And uh, obviously they're big money makers. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's an interesting one to see how that plays out over yeah. the next few years. Um, but, yeah, the Mad Doctor, public domain as a character. Yeah. I wonder you if we'll see any, just... any remakes. Like, yeah, we'll get like a, a Mad Doctor Netflix TV series where, yeah, easily done. Yeah, so there you go, pretty, uh, pretty intriguing, pretty cool. Uh, but yes, the second 
band Mickey Mouse cartoon. Like I say, there's one with Minnie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spirit of 43 um, is also a World War II propaganda film. Oh. Uh, where I'm sure Donald Duck joins the army. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> I'm sure it's something like that anyway. It's... That seems like in a different league to this. <laughs> yeah, so maybe one day we'll do some more band cartoons. In yeah, second. yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, pretty, pretty, pretty interesting stuff uh, over the years, I suppose. Yeah, times change, and uh, you know, companies probably want to get rid of some of their old. I mean, especially when you existed in. In these times, there's also, I mean, as we've seen and talked about before with Disney, you mm. know, they're having to deal with now previous, you know, racism and things like that that have appeared in in their pieces. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, with something as, as huge as Disney, like there's a lot of, there's so, so much stuff you've got to kind of like, you know, curtail and yeah. try and figure out because it's just a, a brand that's been going on for such a long time but it's just well that's it and and obviously a brand with a very specific message really yeah yeah and reputation i suppose so yeah so they they kind of need to sweep these things under the rug Mm. but you know i'm sure we'll talk about again um the need to sweep this under the rug (laughs) as we go on um but had you watched this before today uh i don't think so no no i don't think i'd actually seen the mad doctor no. i may have seen images of the mad doctor himself we but... played epic mickey so yeah exactly so probably... you will have seen him on that and stuff yeah yeah um but i don't think i yeah. actually witnessed it this start to finish before no no i i think i might have seen it before mm. um because i used to have the treasure trove mickey mouse dvd right so i probably did see it um but watching it again felt like watching it again like watching it from the fresh <laughs> so i didn't really remember it that well if i'd seen it yeah. but i do remember him quite well from epic mickey so i don't know if it just replaced it in my mind uh, yeah uh, as often happens with these old ones um okay so i mean both of us at least felt like it was new <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's all that matters yeah so interesting um let's let's see how it's been rated online um, unfortunately, there is no Rotten Tomatoes, so 100% on there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, guaranteed. Uh, but there are uh, one one half thousand ratings over on IMDb. Hmm. Um, so it's not, you know, for saying how old it is, it's not magnanimous, but it's a good amount. Yeah. So what do you reckon? What do you reckon the score is on IMDb? Um, I'm going to say 6.2. Two. 6.2 uh, it's actually 7.6 oh wow a lot better than that yeah mm. so uh, actually fairly reasonable score there yeah very very high rated well I think you'd expect it from a classic Mickey Mouse yeah I guess, I guess yeah yeah um, in a way you, you, I mean and as you know I can't imagine people now having the same problems no. they had back then you know uh, with it being too spooky obviously we've you know probably got a bit more 
resilient to things as as time's gone on. Oh, oh definitely. Well, I'm sure we'll get into that a bit more. As we yeah. Go. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's. Uh, yeah. Let's let's gloss over that for now. Don't worry. We'll be back on it. We'll be uh, back before before we discuss it. Let's uh, let's let's head over to Twitter. What's Twitter got to say about? Yes. Um, so uh, we've got a few people that um, have have seen it and, and remember it, and. Um, there's the first person is in response to someone uh, to a thread about like which which movie scared you the most. Um, Sandman four twenty replied, "Not technically a movie, but the nineteen thirty three Mickey Mouse short, The Mad Doctor, traumatized me and then some. Pretty sure that's where my childhood fear of skeletons started. One of the first preschools I ever went to played it for us constantly. Skull face." <laughs> That's a, it is a pretty weird thing for a, a preschool to play, I suppose. Yeah. I'm guessing, did they have like a, just a compilation maybe? Maybe, yeah. It's it So they just kept playing the compilation. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe they did just put it on loop and it was really that cruel to little children. Yeah. I mean, like, I think playing anything constantly is like, seems unnecessary anyway. <laughs> Yeah, like you just get sick of it. Like you would end up having dreams of it if you had to watch it all the time. <laughs> yeah, like, but the skeletons was the bit that scared them the most. Yeah, yeah, spooky skeletons. Yeah, yeah. I remember being a, a little bit scared of skeletons, but that was because um, my aunties always told me that there was a skeleton called Skelly in the spare room where we'd sleep at my nan's house. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all, all my cousins were scared of Skelly and yeah, in there. So you know, well, there you go. Can happen. Uh, I, I wasn't too scared, uh, mainly because um, I, I I remember reading Funny Bones. Oh yeah, yeah. Those guys aren't scary. Yeah, they they were cool. They were cool. Yeah, yeah it was it was more specifically Skelly that I was scared of. Than... Yeah, I can I can imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything was in that cupboard though. You just didn't yeah. want to ever go in there. <laughs> um, so we have also have Mall of America, like M A U L of America, cool name. Oh. Um, <laughs> He says, Mickey Mouse, The Mad Doctor, 1933, still haunts me from when I saw it as a five-year-old in the late 60s. <laughs> so you got to think, you know, even even then it was over 30 years old. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's got a lasting effect. Of really? Yeah, these, these Mickey Mouse cartoons really seem to sink their sink their teeth into people's brains for some reason. They really yeah. stick around. Um, I, I mean, may, maybe it's something to do with the fact that it's Mickey and people kind of go in with, like, the jolly expectations, expectations yeah. of... Yeah, it's just like, oh, it's just going to be another fun Mickey one. And then when it's, like, a horrifying short, it's like, <laughs> I was not prepared for that. <laughs> um, yeah, because, I mean, it does definitely have, like, a, you know, a Goosebumps feel to it, doesn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely spookier. yeah. Uh, we have Charity Grace, who said, The Mad Doctor was my favourite Mickey Mouse cartoon growing up. I watched it a million times on a VHS that had classics like Betty Boop, Small Fry, Farm and Foolery, and Little Audrey, hashtag classic cartoons. There you go. So just uh, that's one of those VHSs we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. So probably the one that that preschool had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it probably is. Mm. Uh, it's probably basically because it was in you know, the public domain. Mm. That's why it's haunted so many people still to this day. Maybe, yeah. Just shows you, no matter how how much you try to hide it, 
It'll worm its way out into the public. Cucaracha uh, Chavez, who says, uh, fun fact, the Mad Doctor from 1933 Mickey Mouse short of the same name was originally titled Dr. Triple X. But oh. due to Triple X now being associated with pornographic content, the name was changed. <laughs> well, <laughs> to the there title you go. Short. So, hmm. I wonder why, uh, like, you know, obviously now it is synonymous with with pornographic content yeah, uh, and Vin Diesel, but <laughs> I, I wonder why they originally, I what, <laughs> what was it originally like? Yeah. Didn't they used to have like triple X on like in, in old cartoons, they'd have it on like whiskey bottles and stuff. Like yeah. Um, and I think it just meant like dangerous like, stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. It must've been, mustn't it? Like, and then I guess it kind of moved towards like, you know, adult content yeah for some reason yeah i guess I'd... it's kind of a you know it's a it's a, a warning label in a yeah way. so i guess it kind of makes sense yeah i, I did because you, you do see um you know the three x's on the the name outside the, yeah. the house for the like that. i was like oh that's interesting like, oh, three x's so there you go it yeah, must could be have been a very different house mickey was going into yeah <laughs> it's like it's kind of like calling him dr Skull and Crossbones logo. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. You know, Dr. Yeah. Toxic. The know. artist formerly known as Skull and Crossbones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically what he's called. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so, yeah, interesting. But, but yeah, so it's still, people spooked. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, I would recommend that if any of you are listening, don't watch Bobby yet. Heads up. Just a shout out to last week. Yeah. Um, because that's, uh, you know, another level. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean that's that's uh, I think a good a good point to start off with going back onto the spooky side of things. Um, mm. Like in a world where you've seen Bobby, yeah, <laughs> which is not a normal world, <laughs> not a normal world for most of us. But but for those of us who experience Bobby, yeah, you know, there's there's two points in your life. One is before you see Bobby, yeah, and one is after because you're you're a different yeah different person entirely. Um, this this Mickey Mouse short suddenly does does not really feel that extreme, does it? Um, no, but I would say that it is technically spookier than Bobbier because Bobbier wasn't spooky. No, it was just it was just uncomfortable. Yeah, that, and yeah. that is obviously as well a not not for kids, mm. and b not the same sort of you know, horror. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, you may not have seen Bobby yet in particular, but the type of stuff that like, like you said, many years later after this was made, like what, what kids are kind of exposed to nowadays and stuff. Um, yeah. Like you would feel like this was suitable for kids now. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. I mean, I it's, it is pretty interesting to think like just how, how different our sort of, uh, sensitivities are to, to things like this like the fact that they banned this yeah, seems yeah. kind of wild now like when you look at some of the new mickey mouse shorts and stuff that are just like happily on a streaming service for any kid to watch like <laughs> yeah. you know um it's like wow they like i'm not even really sure i mean i guess the skeletons were a bit spooky and stuff the tone of it obviously trying to be spooky um, yeah yeah but well, i think the worst stuff was um the sort of it was the doctor hmm. um and particularly when he had pluto hmm. um sort of you know attached to a a board and he's talking about how he wants to like mutate him hmm. and and pluto i think him being so upset that is the jarring bit i think yeah pluto and peril you think is, is yeah the, yeah the, the, because the it's not it's real like it's real peril i think for hmm. him and uh you know mickey's scared for his dog yeah uh, and then it, and, and i mean there's no real it i mean spoiler alert it ends and it's all a dream yeah but it doesn't other than that it doesn't end happily does it like mickey then gets captured yeah and is almost sawed in half and then he waits up mm. so, so it is, i can see like as a kid you know, particularly then when, you know, now we've got, I mean, if you, I don't know if you've watched any 1930s horror movies, uh, but they're I really, they're really that. not very scary. <laughs> um, actually, they're, they're more like comedy now. 
Um, obviously, people still love them, but you watch like the old Dracula and stuff, and mm. you're not going to go like, oh gosh, like yeah. walking around your house like, oh yeah, oh there's a vampire here. It's like laughable. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, there's there's a charm to it, isn't there? Like, yeah, is, yeah. Like, but yeah, they're not they're not going to, you know, you you'd probably let your kids watch it now. Mm. Uh, but in the same way, this I think this is probably scarier than dracula at the time in a way so at the time this must have been like whoa really what extreme. are you guys doing yeah because it because it is like when you think this is either as or more scary than a famous horror film from that era mm. then it's got to be a bit you know a bit too far for a kid's yeah when was the when were those Betty Boop episodes out there that we watched? Like because yeah, it would have been a similar time. I mean, like, and they didn't get banned, and they were genuinely terrifying. <laughs> but I think theirs was different. It was like a lot of that. The the terrifying part of it is just the way it looks, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, there's there's definitely like ghost like imagery in there and stuff. And oh yeah, but it's and... the peril, it's the actual peril of the situation. Yeah, I, I do wonder if that that's kind of the the big the big swing yeah. on this because obviously there's been dancing skeletons and stuff and lots yeah, of yeah. spooky things and other things, but but the fact that Pluto, like even from the start where he's sort of being grabbed and dragged to the castle, yeah, yeah, it's a bit horrible. Whimpering, can't you? And, He's... As someone that's got a dog as well, like you are a bit like, oh, that would be horrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that was that was Mickey's main concern throughout the whole thing. Is yeah, that, yeah. Is that Pluto's upset. So, yeah, may, maybe that that's the thing that that really did it because I don't I don't think there was anything in this that I, you sort of hadn't really seen in in a different like like because those Betty Boops were pretty wild. There's like a lot going on in in this short yeah, space yeah. of time. Um, and in, in comparison, this sort of, um, the, the I guess that sort of old cartoon as- aspect kind of seemed a bit toned down in this compared to some of those ones because yeah. obviously no one was dancing constantly all the way through the thing. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were some cool moments like, um, you know, you, you, you did get some of that, like just kind of ideas where it's like, oh, where does that come from? That's really cool. Like. Like the way that like Mickey's sort of like wandering up some stairs and then skeletons are kind of underneath them and they're kind yeah. of readjusting the staircase to like what he's on and stuff like that. Just, that was kind of fun to watch. And just, you know, skeletons being in weird scenarios and all over the place and stuff. Um, but well, this is why, I mean, I mean, going back to this is why I was kind of surprised about the, the skeletons with the scary bit. Mm. You know, at least for one person, you know, over on Twitter. Um, but obviously they were for, for them. Mm. And I guess it's different for everyone because we all have our own fears and strange, some strange, some normal. But, you know, the skeletons for me weren't really the, you know, they, they were sort of the fun bit. Yeah, yeah. In a way. Um, yeah, they never felt like out, a threat, did they? No. Um, but but Minnie the Moocher was um, 32, so it's a year before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably probably the reason this was made yeah really. we probably it's probably i mean the 30s monsters were pretty in trend mm. anyway i mean that's why you've got all these horror movies at the time um 
and then it's funny because <laughs> I mean I've not spoken about it for a while but you can go to the old 30 years uh, rule if you want you know <laughs> you know guys uh, if you've not listened before basically uh, fashion is a 30 year wheel but you know you've got the spooky cartoons of the 30s the spooky cartoons of the 60s and then a la the 90s we're back on Mickey Mouse yeah pretty interesting stuff 60s being uh you know obviously the monster revival and scooby-doo being a big one um but yeah it, it could be that this just took mini the moocher and went that little bit further mm. and that's when people were like you've gone too far because mini the mini the moocher and and the snow white one they were basically a song weren't they yeah yeah and that kind of i guess helps it because everyone's just dancing, really. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this is like, there was a song in it, but then after that, it's just a lot of yelling. Yeah, yeah. Peril, and then... Mm. Even even when he's you know, wakes up in his bed, it looks a bit spooky. <laughs> I don't, like I don't, like, yeah. How is he wrapped up there? Yeah, that was weird. I was like, what's he done here? <laughs> how is he, how has he got his sheets in that particular... <laughs> Like a mummy, wasn't he? Yeah, that was really weird. Mummy mania, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I and I like. I, I think as well that like that the fact that it's just like a dream sequence as well just kind of rids you of, you know, the yeah. Uh, it's and, like, uh, for a kid, especially, it's like, mm. whew. yeah, yeah. It's like, kind of what you need, isn't it? Yeah, it's like oh, it was, it was, it was all just a. A nightmare sequence or whatever. Like you need that kind of resolution at the end of, of some sort, yeah. and this is like the easiest one to do. Just like, oh, it wasn't even real, so no need to worry yeah. about it. Um, um, but I think there must be there must be a big part of it that is simply because it's Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, and putting him in danger, and sort of, you know, I guess the target audience of Mickey Mickey Mouse, and I, I mean Betty Boop. Is it is it really like? Well, I mean, I don't know. I remember it, she was a bit of an icon, wasn't she, in the thirties? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's adults as well. Yeah, that are into that. Whereas Mickey Mouse obviously is iconic, but has always been for 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 kids. Mm. Uh, you know, not to say you can't enjoy it as an adult, but you know, he's a family friendly mouse. Yeah. So put him in a horror, and people just. I don't know it seems like there's a select crowd that really don't like it yeah yeah definitely i mean it was reviewed well from what mm. we've seen at the time uh it was just us in the uk and you know nazi germany that were like no way <laughs> no sir <But> in, in <laughs> comparison to to runaway brain what would you say which one did did you find more more terrifying I mean, I, I, you mean, yeah, because it's, it's difficult because you're not going to watch any now and be terrified. No. Um, I would say, actually, this one's probably technically spookier. Mm. Um, just because, you know, it has that sort of, like, like other than it's a dream, it, <laughs> you know, you could still think about the Mad Doctor afterwards and it's kind of like, even though he's not real in mickey mouse is part of a dream he still kind of wins doesn't he right yeah it, it, it's a is it's quite horrible and poor mickey is on the thingy at the end whereas in the new one you know it's all resolved 
Mickey Mouse kind of. I think the big prob the problems with the the new Mickey Mouse were more to do with tone, and it wasn't necessarily the spooky aspect. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that a he looked like a monster, yeah, which scared people. Um, and then b you had things like he was a a video game zombie. Um, there was sort of little, not adult but semi adult jokes mm. in there with the whole bikini shopping stuff. I think it was probably a bit too tongue in cheek at that point, you know, stuff like that. I think is what kind of made Mickey uh, Runaway Brain a bit more of a, I don't know, dodgy topic for people. Yeah, maybe. It's interesting, though, that both of them essentially share the fact that, like, someone's going in for, um, you know, a pr- <laughs> some sort of procedure, an unwanted procedure, really. Yeah. There's some sort of, there's a, a medical staff that's essentially the villain. Um, yeah. And in this one, nothing actually really happens. Whereas in Runaway no. Brain, like, the main character, the title character, uh, is literally, you know, like, perform like a, a medical procedure is performed on them and their brain is switched out like yeah, that, yeah. like that seems a bit more extreme but so do you do you did you think the runaway brain was scarier i don't know I don't, I don't know because i think i think this one is trying to be a lot spookier than yeah. than runaway brain was like i think the sequence in when when he was actually sort of with the scientist in runaway brain that did have like a spooky element but everything else was kind of like once it kind of got out of there, it was yeah. like it, yeah. it resolved, didn't it? In a way, yeah, yeah. Um, it's I think it's it's tough be- between them to sort of. I think this one, if you were going to say like which one had the sort of the spookiest tone, I think this one probably does just because I don't know if that's because I'm associating it with old school black and white cartoons and the, the skeletons yeah, yeah. and stuff. But um, I I think you could eke as far as sort of like it being scary though. I think Runaway Brain you could easily be as scared of that as as you were of this because yeah, like the truth. I mean, the, definitely now any like as well like mm-hmm. a kid could watch either of them. Oh yeah, and it wouldn't. I like you know there are people that have been scared. Fair enough, but mm-hmm. now I think you know as long as your kid's not you know too young to be watching anything like that. I guess yeah. in your in your eyes as a parent but you know it's not like i can't see it unsettling anyone too much no no but it's um, it, it's it's interesting they're really just horror in general for kids yeah like it's it's such a, a weird thing because... it just shows you our difficulties as well doesn't it like to yeah. to kind of go on but i mean there's definitely worse episodes of something like goosebumps or are you afraid of the dark or the crypt oh keeper. yeah 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 but because it, you know you're not expecting it here with mickey mouse mm. um and even like i mean i'd say it's definitely spookier than the uh the hey arnold episode we watched. oh yeah yeah um and i think it's quite impressive how spooky it was for the time um as well like this is the 30s and like yeah. i said when it, it definitely feels spookier than some of the films that came out then yeah yeah i mean yeah i i guess mini the moocher as well like that's that was yeah. the, an equally spooky thing do you think I, th- I wonder like if that didn't have if that wasn't a song and that was like a sequence of things happening like would that have been you know would it have had yeah. the same impact or whatever well i feel like that's almost probably got like a reverse quality in where you know 
that was the music of the time mm. to watch that film then it would have been modern mm. but now almost you know the visual obviously the visuals but almost the music is what makes it a bit scary now. yeah yeah because <laughs> it's so you know it's so old and it's like it adds to the eeriness of that of that cartoon yeah definitely but you know they don't, it does feel like the cartoons in the 30s were scarier than the films <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty impressive yeah. i think what is interesting about this one is not long afterwards um they did a haunted house uh, episode with mickey donald and goofy mm. Um, and they they reused a lot of the gags from this. All right. In that, so that was obviously they'd found the balance for that one. Yeah. Um, and that was with the probably the ghosts you'd recognise. Right. In that, again, they were in Epic Mickey as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's an that's that's to show you that obviously they they were just trying to figure out the balance on on mm. what spooky was and you know doing horror things. I guess really you know they're the first horror cartoons as well yeah yeah because they didn't have them before so they really are mastering the art of the horror cartoon yeah horror for kids in a yeah. new way well there you go we've had a good chat about that um probably gone over a little bit um <laughs> but um with that out of the way let's uh, let's move on let's give our final reviews Tired of chores around the home? Tired of getting up off the seat? Tired of doing pretty much anything? Well, don't worry because now Dr. XXX has brought to you the Skeleton Servant! Do you need to go up the stairs? Do you need to go down the stairs? Well, that's perfect. That's right, Dr. XXX's skeleton servants are great for the stairs. Do you need to put a candle on to see where you're going? Do you need to blow a candle out to stop seeing where you're going? That's perfect. That's right, Dr. XXX's skeleton servants are great at blowing things despite having no lips. Do you need to not be inside of a skeleton's ribcage? Do you need to be tightly packed inside a skeleton's ribcage? That's perfect! That's right! Dr. XXX's skeleton servants have a ribcage. So, if you're in need of a skeleton servant, call now and pick up your Dr. XXX's skeleton servants. Get boned. Okay, so uh, here at Two Jam we have a three-point rating system that goes as follows: uh, thumbs up, too spooky, Ooh. Ooh. Uh, thumbs down, uh, life after Bobby. Uh... <laughs> oh, things change, man. <laughs> uh, and uh, shaky middle. Um, like the guidelines on a kids horror program mm, mm. hard to grasp uh, so good bad you know in the middle so um, we have got Mickey Mouse the Mad Doctor your thoughts mm. 
yeah, I uh, I did enjoy this this little short overall. Um, as as far as Mickey Mouse things go, it was it was it was good. I I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I did, um, the Runaway Brain, um, uh, but it was still it was still fun. It still had lots of those elements in that you kind of come to to know and love from those those thirties cartoons and stuff. Um, I don't think it felt as inventive though uh, when compared to. Uh, say some of the Betty Boops that we've seen and stuff, um, but it was it still you know was a, a fun little adventure for for Mickey to go on. Uh, equally, I don't know if I mean especially as an adult now how spooky this was in comparison to some of the other stuff, uh, especially since some of the you know modern stuff does still spook me out. So um, may, maybe not particularly spooky, maybe not particularly like you know as. As, as wild and as wacky as, as some of the things has been, but still an enjoyable uh, little short. I did like the, the the character of the, you know, the mad the mad doctor. Uh, he seemed pretty fun, and I hope that we do get to see some more of him um, in you know whatever B movie offshoot sidetrack remix we're going to get in the future. Um, but um, yeah, I think you know overall it was uh, you know would I would I sit down and watch it again because even though it's five minutes long. Probably not in any rush to do that, but it was it was fine for what it was. So for me, it's going to be a shaky middle. Um, there you go. That's that's uh, your lowest rating yet during the spooky season. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it's there been you on a go. Pure high again. Yeah, pure high this year. Yeah. Um, I uh, I I I quite enjoyed this. Um, it was. Um, I mean, it's what you'd expect. I, I agree with you that kind of it doesn't really, it doesn't really add anything overly memorable. Yeah. Um, but I guess at the time, a lot of this was probably, you know, not necessarily new, but there, there weren't that many cartoons that were doing all of this. Yeah. Now we've seen it a million times. It, it doesn't age as well um, in yeah. that respect. Uh, I think it is for. You know, you can appreciate that at the time, it probably was pretty spooky. And I think there's a certain uncomfortableness with the way sort of Pluto is treated in this um, that definitely makes it quite spooky. And I think as a spooky offering, it's pretty, like, it's pretty good for saying how old it is. But that being said, I don't think you'd watch it now and be like, ooh, <laughs> like it's not, it, you know... You can appreciate that, and that's great, but I don't think it's gonna, you know, really scare you. I mean, it's it's no it's no moomins. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, but that's not all always what you want, especially when the kids are watching it. And then I think <laughs> uh, in that respect, it, it does straddle the line in in a modern sense um, to a good degree. I think it's got a little bit of spookiness that will probably spook some people out. Um, as we've actually seen, you know, through Twitter, uh, but on average, I don't think it would be, you know, too much of a a fright for most people. Just a fun little Mickey adventure um, that has a bit of a shady ending. Um, I think probably a big problem is the ending. The it was all a dream. Mm. Um, it kind of makes it feel. It kind of makes it feel scarier in a sense. Like it makes the villain worse, but at the same time doesn't give you the the resolution that you necessarily want, especially when you're watching a Mickey cartoon. Mm. 
and and again i think this is probably part of the problem um is that really you know in a sense in some universe in his dream world mickey died mm-hmm. and then <laughs> that's probably where your trouble comes in sort of thing um but yeah i i, I overall I, I quite enjoyed it you know there's been way worse um especially as far as halloween outings a la last year we had some pretty garbage ones so oh, yeah. uh, I, i'm actually gonna be a thumbs up on this one hmm. um so there you go thumbs up for that so we've got obviously one more now for the spooky season unless yeah. anyone wants to get in touch with any more spookies they want to just add on to the tail end of we this become spook jam for the rest <laughs> yeah. Of <the> year. <laughs> yeah we've got you know i mean december's obviously a festive period hmm. um but November, we can still have the spooks. Why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so far, you know, there's been a couple of mixed bags, but overall, pretty uh, pretty positive response. Mm. Uh, especially as I say, compared with last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mummy Nanny being a standout oh, for, for for poor quality. Yeah. Um, but thank you, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, um, today's episode and the spooky season so far um have a very uh, spooky halloween because <laughs> that will be coming uh, in 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 a mere few days mm-hmm. um and uh yeah as always if you want to catch some of our older episodes you can go over to our youtube page uh, including our previous spooky ones or if you're listening over on youtube uh, you can get us wherever you get your podcast uh, at toon jam uh, at toon jam pod uh, otherwise, we have a merchandise stores bit bit dot ly forward slash toon jam shop, and a Patreon for bonus episodes. If you did enjoy today's episode, please feel free to rate and review us. It really helps us out and helps spread the word. But otherwise, as always, thank you for listening, and until next time, you stay spooky. Boo! Hey everyone, thank you for listening. If you want to help the show keep going. You can be extra jammy by heading over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash toonjampod. Here you can get a shout out on the show or unlock bonus episodes. Ratings and reviews anywhere you listen to the podcast also really help us out. So thank you and stay jammy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.